All right, seems like we're good to go. Let's just do it. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> and Jake, Jake was ready Jerry, too. Not screwing around today. Holy Hello, cow. I'm Kimberly Adams, and welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. I'm Kyle <laughs> Rizdahl. Today, we're going to do what we do on Monday, talk about a news story that deserves some extra attention, and then we'll end on Make Me Smile, as we always do. Well, not every day, but let's see, Mondays, Wednesday, no, not Wednesdays, Mondays and Thursdays, we do Make Me Smile. So that's it. Sorry, just had to catalog that in my head. Ah, oh, anyway. I never really thought about it, but yeah. It's only two days yeah. a week. So there you go. We might, there you go. It feels like it, the balance needs to be different. Like more days. Well, I mean, week we've, with we've, 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 we've got like the, we've got the questions yeah, on Wednesdays. Full, we've got the thing. The on half Tuesdays, full, half empty know. is kind of a make me smile, yeah. and yeah. there's cocktails, yeah. so that's fun. Okay, all right, <laughs> it balances. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Why don't you go uh, first? Because mine right. is extra, extra so, grim. Well, yeah. No, I know, and and my goodness. Uh, so I just want to make sure that, that everybody is up to speed on the Kanye West um, debacle of anti-Semitism and um, horrible behavior that's coming out of him um, uh, as uh, corporate sponsors try to figure out what to do. Adidas, most specifically, not having yet severed their ties uh, with Yee. Um, I just, it's, it's... So here's why I mention this. This weekend in Los Angeles, a bunch of people went out to the 405, one of the overpasses over the 405, which is the main north-south artery in West Los Angeles. It's a huge interstate uh, highway. Um, and they hung banners that basically said, not basically, that said uh, Kanye was right about the Jews and about all the Oof. horrible things that he has, yeah, has said about the Jews. Um, and it was really, really, really bad. And it was really troubling that this is happening in a blue. Well, first of all, it's troubling it's happening anywhere, but it's, that it's happening in a blue city like Los Angeles is is really not great. And I just I want to make sure that everybody is up to speed. Number one on on the news item, which is really grim and horrifying. But number two, some of the excuses that have been made for his behavior, specifically his challenges with mental illness. Um, uh, which he's been really public about, and, and props to him for that. But a lot of people are excusing that behavior by saying that his mental um, health challenges are responsible for the anti-Semitism. And number one, no, they're not. And number two, it's a real disservice to people who have mental health challenges to marginalize it like that. And I just, I wanted to get that out there. That's it. Yeah, there are millions and millions of Americans who struggle with mental health disorders every single day and don't say anti-Semitic things. Yeah, um, right. And everyone's journey with mental health is obviously different. I mean, you know that I work on a mental health program, Call to Mind, mm -hmm. where we talk mm -hmm. about this a lot. Um, but it, it is extraordinarily damaging, like you said, when people use it as an excuse to say things that are harmful and damaging to other people. And this is... Um, someone who has the resources to get help and who has been uh, from all observations and strongly encouraged to get help and has chosen not to um, and it's really sad to see the folks that do remain around him that have been enabling and you know yeah. supporting and exacerbating this behavior cough candace owens uh and other people around him but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just sad. Yeah. It's extra sad. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really sad. 
Speaking of sad, your turn. So uh, I got a call from my mother this afternoon, and she starts off by saying that a very close family friend is okay, right? Says mm -hmm. that he's okay. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I had not heard that there was yet another school shooting, this time in St. Louis, and this time at the school where one of my dance instructors, when I was a kid, is still teaching dance. And when I say that he was a dance instructor when I was a kid, I mean, like, this family was so close to us. Uh, hmm. All of my siblings took dance classes with him. He was the person warning me to be careful when I was doing unsafe things on the ballet bar that later resulted in me fracturing my wrist. Sorry, Ooh. I didn't listen. Because um, I was not listening or being obedient and I ended up fracturing my wrist. And he's been teaching dance for the longest. And uh, today he was in school when a shooter came into this high school that focuses on the performing arts and ended up looking the shooter dead in the eye. And mm. apparently the, the story that I'm getting from folks in his family and, and the people I've talked to today is that this, the gun jammed. And that wow. is why he is still with us today. Because wow. the gun jammed. And several of the other students uh, were able to escape because the gun jammed. Hmm. One student uh, that we know of so far was not able to escape. One teacher was not able to escape. Um, so at least two of those folks have died and the shooter, uh, alleged shooter was killed. A bunch of students are injured. And I hadn't even heard about it when my mom called. Yeah. So I was working on when other stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and I, was listening to the radio and listening to other things. I turned on the TV and for the most part, there wasn't much on it. And it struck me that it wasn't getting wall to wall coverage outside of St. Louis because it's so common. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. was talking to uh, our former colleague, Noel, about this today oh, yeah. and i was saying that it reminded me of how when we were both working in the middle east it got to a point where we'd be filing these short stories back to the u.s about um the bombings and uh ex the bombings and and terrorist attacks in iraq and afghanistan that were killing people like every other day at the time that we were there and it got to the point where they didn't want those stories anymore because <laughs> they were so common and it was numbing people. And because it was no longer unusual, it didn't really yeah. feel like news to anybody. And the fact that it was just three people who died yep. in today's school shooting meant that in the chaos of our news cycle, it didn't really rise to the national conversation. And what does that say about our country? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Uh, the links yeah. that I have are 
for a YouTube, uh, sorry, a video from the uh, lo- one of the local TV stations, Fox 2 in St. Louis, that interviewed a student who was with her mother at the time. So the mother was definitely giving permission for her uh, child to talk uh, about what it was like being in the school at the time and hearing the sort of code word across the intercom system that told them that there was a dangerous situation. And it, I was really depressed but pleased to hear the mom say at the end of the interview encouraging people to make sure to get mental health care for their kids Mm -hmm. and i'm glad to see that that language is there and people are much more open about discussing it and and the need for that care and you know i don't even know what to say anymore no no jake let's hit it All right, go ahead. What a start you to a week. Um, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. So I've got two because I really needed them today. And so a special yeah. thank you to Miranda Adams, who tagged us both on Twitter with a make me smile, which I sorely needed today. So thank you, Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a tweet, two tweets. And uh, she says, my neighborhood has this traveling clown named Charlie. And this is a not a real person, but an artificial clown, uh, who is moved to different spots each day in October. October, you never know will where he'll pop up, and my kids love looking for him. Tomorrow, which I guess is today, is my son's sixth birthday, and Charlie is coming to our house. So happy birthday to your son, first of all. And Miranda says this is her make me smile for the entire month. It brings me so much joy to have this traveling clown. There are 400 homes in my subdivision and we pass him around. Full disclosure, this clown is extra creepy looking and scary. I was, and yes, I, okay. Uh, like, it is uh, not yeah, a cute clown. It is a scary Halloween that's the, it yes, quality That is clown. the important part. It, it is a scare the bejesus out of your clown. <laughs> I personally but. did not love this. I am a known coward. I'm okay with that. But if clowns are your thing, scary or otherwise, you're going to want to check this one out. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm oh I'm leaning God. into the fact that it's a make me smile because it brings Halloween joy, I guess. But happy birthday <laughs> to your son, Miranda. <laughs> that clown is extra creepy. Oh, my um, God. And yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> And so um, the other make me smile, just keeping on with my, uh, I guess, spooky October theme today, because I got my um, manicure and pedicure with black nails this weekend. Uh, There is a lovely story in the Washington Post about a woman who bakes recipes she finds on gravestone epitaphs. Is that how you say it? Epitaphs? Really? Epitaphs, yeah, yeah, epitaphs. Epitaphs, really? yes. People apparently, put recipes on on their gravestones. People put recipes on their gravestones, and she bakes them, and it's gone like viral on TikTok. She's based in wow. Tacoma Park, Maryland, which is near DC, which is why it's in the Washington Post. But you know, she's she's done several of them at this point. The first one she apparently did was uh, spritz cookies, that was. Um, on the gravestone of, let me find it. Give me a second. Yeah. I lost it. We're early. Okay. 
Naomi Odessa Miller Dawson had a spritz cookie recipe on uh, her tombstone. And, you know, she made it and apparently it was delicious. And <laughs> the wow. I think she found a relative. OK, um, I'm so sorry. All right. So this and I'm going to I'm going to read this section from The Washington Post. The second one she made was Martha Catherine K. Kirkham Andrews' famous fudge. The recipe is engraved on a headstone in Logan, Logan, Utah. And the Washington Post actually tracked down one of her granddaughters who said, I think she would find it very heartwarming that her fudge recipe is living on. My grandma would have been so <laughs> delighted by it. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That wow. made me smile. I didn't, I, didn't, okay. I didn't even know people put recipes on their gravestones. All right. Uh, Mind to be quick. It's uh, also another Washington Post article, and it's a, it's a data analysis thing, which on the surface is not really very ha-ha make me smile because it's about an ecological disaster. But the analysis... Hear me out. Hear me out. But the analysis and the article are really interesting. So what they did was they found some data on... Um, okay, bear with me about car uh, windshields and how we are seeing fewer bugs splattered across them. And I'm not talking like in northern Minnesota in the spring and summertime where you get, you know, disgusting smears, but a regular route in Denmark that this scientist drove, same speed, same time of year, same blah, 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 and he discovered that there are far fewer bugs. Now, bugs are a valid ecological indicator, right, because they, you know, other species feed on them and they take care of certain things in the plant world and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a really big thing. And there are fewer bugs being splattered on windshields in this particular route. So that's not a great thing. But this article goes into, like, car aerodynamics and how some people think that that's affecting what's going on and all of this sort of analysis. And it's a data analytics piece about bug smears on windshields, and I think everybody should read it. They would learn something and then they would go, huh. That's interesting. And I would just say you're welcome. That's all. That's all. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Speaking of which, what? learning something new. Here is something I learned while hanging out with my friends at the uh, steeplechase I attended this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Random of all things that I ended up at. I did not know that IPA stood for India Pale Ale. Yes, ma'am. I thought it was just like letters i really didn't think it meant anything <laughs> well there you go and they were like what did you think it meant and i was like i didn't think it meant anything you know, i, don't know. I just, didn't think anything right exactly exactly yeah. i didn't Why literally did not think about it so something i knew that i later found out i was wrong about was that ipa actually go. means something there you go My all right that is the world discord <laughs> But you didn't tell me. Well, I, I thought you knew. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> All right. That's it for today. Tomorrow we are going to share an episode from the new season of yeah. the Marketplace podcast, How We Survive, which you should totally listen to. You, listen to. And this one is going to make us smart about climate change as it transforms one of the most expensive real estate markets in the country, Miami. Amy Scott in the host chair for that one, by the way. But if you've got questions or comments for us, you can call us 508-UB-SMART. Leave us a voicemail. Also, you can just email us, make me smart at marketplace.org. That'll get to us as well, and we'll take care of you.
Make Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera today with help from Mark A. Green. And today's program was engineered, thank you very much, by Jake Cherry. Bridget Bodner is the senior producer of this podcast. The director of On Demand is Donna Tan. Donna, Donna, Donna. Who I miss when she was in town last week. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, bummer. Yeah. All good. All good. India pale ale and not like American pale ale? Because, I mean, isn't it like a very American thing? Well, yes, but no, right? I believe, and sorry, I'm Googling as we speak, but I believe it's all about the British Empire in the uh, in the days of, of the Raj and colonialism um, when they had to um, transport beer a very long way. That's what I think. Huh. British Empire, demand for goods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly suited to long sea travels and so could reach the Indian colonies in decent condition even after six weeks at sea. Hops are a powerful natural preservative. There you go. Well, there, there you go. I learned. All there right. You. Thank you. So so right. this beer that we're all falling over is just old beer is what you're saying. Well, well, except finely handcrafted old beer. Thank you very much. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.